0: You are listening to MSP1337. I'm your host, Chris Johnson, and we are talking about cybersecurity. Yes, that's right. This is a show dedicated to cybersecurity. Raw conversations with real people journeying together, not alone. Before we jump into the episode, I've got two quick announcements. ChannelCon is right around the corner, August 2nd through the 4th. Second announcement is that MSP Ignite pre day is August 1st. Both of these are events that you don't want to miss. And with that, episode 94. Now on with the show. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of MSP 1337. This week, I am joined by Harry. Uh, oh, my word. This week, I'm joined by Harry Brousford of TCG, The Cannabis Group. Welcome, Harry. Oh, welcome. Well, thank you. Belly G. It's too <laughs> Man, early. <laughs> we we are really struggling with uh, formalities here. So um, it's been a while since we've talked. It's been probably close to a decade. Uh, a lot of people still know you with SMB Nation and, and the history there. And and today is really no different. Um, leveraging your expertise on the SMB space and in this opportunity with regards to The Cannabis Group, just a focus on security and some of the things that we've been talking about on this series has been do the right thing and i think this week is no different uh cybersecurity affects all industries all verticals and sometimes we lose sight of the pieces that are critical and and I, as we were saying before The biggest concern I have, and I think a lot of people share this with me, is that cybersecurity, while it's being taken seriously, and we would argue that it's in every conversation at the beginning of of any project, any new initiative, is it playing out in the actual scope of work so that the security mindset that was in the original conversation is being carried through to the, the entire life cycle of the product or service or or even business. And you and I were talking about this before we started the recording, that some of the things that you're seeing with the, the huge volume of vendors and the opportunity in this space is really around what you guys have broken out into sort of three components of security, physical, digital, and cybersecurity. And I'd like you to kind of take the wheel a little bit here and and walk me through how you came up with this idea that instead of just saying cybersecurity, let's break it apart and talk about the physical, digital, and then cybersecurity. Because you mentioned this earlier, physical theft in the cannabis space is huge. So you're not necessarily going to prevent it from happening, but you at least need to be able to document and prove that it did happen and theoretically catch the perpetrators. So Harry... Fill me in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, um, my role is a principal analyst um, in the cannabis technology space. And so I'm pretty, pretty hyper-focused. I cannot talk to you about, you know, greenhouses and grows and test labs, right? Sure. I, that, these, these are all very specialized areas like the, the healthcare sector. And um, I have the benefit of uh, I publish uh, for both uh, publish my research in Marijuana Venture Magazine and to a lesser degree, uh, Global Cannabis Times. And so that's what I do, right? I do research and I turn it into value, and we have clients that see value in what we do. Right. And, and the way so I'll I, I get to your question. Um, the security side. The way it kind of came up where we talked about physical, digital, and cybersecurity is I was able to crystallize my thinking um, by working with Phelim uh, Rowe out of London. Phelim Rowe puts on managed security services events, MSS, not to be confused with MSSP, okay? Sure. Um, and, and he will deal with IT pros. So he's not dealing strictly with uh, MSPs and VARs, okay? Um, he's more of a, a, a concept of managed security services. And, and again, that could be in-house even. And he uh, reached out and we're talking and, and I've been a guest to his. And he said, man, I, I, in fact, he's headed to Dubai. And he said, I need an example of an industry with both physical and uh, cybersecurity needs. And I said, well, it's my new niche. It's, it's cannabis, okay? The cannabis sector. And this is unlike what you would see in a lot of other businesses. You know, if you have a law firm as um, your client, you're, you're probably not too caught up in the physical security. You know, maybe a, 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 a key code uh, for the door lock at best. Sure. But, but here it's different. I mean, on the one hand, you can say, well, on the one hand, it's really just a, an SMB. And, and that's true, you know, the dispensary, the small manufacturer, the relatively small grower. Yeah. They're just SMBs. Okay. So, you know, just everybody take a deep breath. You're qualified to approach this uh, vertical, the cannabis vertical and go get clients and treat them just like, you know, your legal vertical that's on the one hand, on the other hand, it's very different security needs. Okay. And so to your point um, with the, you know, quickly walking through them with the physical, it is literally the physical security. If you go to a cannabis, um, Chris, what state are you in?
0: Are you in a legal state? I, I am in the state of Iowa. So I think it is a mixed bag of it. It has some, I think more of on the medicinal medicinal yeah. side. I think they are, there's some legal, they're not quite there, I think, on recreational.
1: No, they're not. Um, but if you go to a dispensary, you know, there's, there's a guard and a, an armed guard typically, uh, probably sitting out in the Chevy, you know, the, the Ford Bronco with the engine running or whatever. He may be in the lobby like a bank guard. Um, and, and so that's, that's a very clear paradigm, right? right. And necessary because uh, there are a lot of smash and grab robberies going on, especially in Seattle in california because it's a cash business okay sure. that's that's physical digital i consider to be um just good old-fashioned security going back to my early small business server days when you know in some cases we weren't even hooked up to the internet right and so you you had log on security would be the 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 simple example and you know, there's an argument that can be made that, well, you can throw backup and disaster recovery into the digital security bucket, right? And it, it could be considered part of that. Now, again, and like anything, there's some overlap. Um, and then cybersecurity is interesting because, yes, it's, you know, the cybersecurity we know and love and, you know, antivirus and anti malware and all that. But I would add the safe transmission of the sales and compliance data up to the regulatory bodies. Right. And, and so that's, uh, I think, a little bit different twist from a cybersecurity. And, you know, you know this area better than me, but that's more of a forward looking um, motion, if you will. Right. That, OK, we have this data that needs to be secured and transmitted. Not all SMBs have that same need, but they do have the need to make sure they don't click the link in a errant email.
0: <laughs> it, it's, uh, it's largely, we have this conversation a lot, and this is where M- MSPs often find themselves having to raise the bar for a baseline of security, cybersecurity specifically, mm-hmm. because doing different for different types of businesses to a degree, becomes burdensome on the MSP because it's just like, okay, well, these guys have it, these guys don't. And, you know, you get into all these, you know, challenges that surround that. But but to your point, um, as you lead up to the cybersecurity space, uh, the digital one, I think, is pretty, uh, I don't want to say it's standardized, but there's a lot of, um, to what you said, that's pretty common area for us to all be more or less on the same page, right? Like there's unique identifiers for authenticating. We have uh, backups that happen on a frequency that makes sense for the, for the business. Uh, that data is stored in a place that's not easily accessed for you know compromise uh, and kind of the list goes on and on. You get into the cybersecurity side and I think that's an area where it can get challenging really fast. If I send you an email, say, hey, let's go get lunch. That email probably doesn't need to be encrypted. But... Am I going to choose to only encrypt some email or some communication, or do I encrypt all communication and ensure that nothing slips through the cracks because someone figured out a way to work around that, that email or that, that policy.
1: Yeah. And then in my,
0: I, I realized we're on a podcast, but in my latest research,
1: they will be in the September uh, 22 issue of marijuana venture magazine. I've updated the workflow Um of, of a dispensary, right. Point of sale, uh, kiosk and signage, um, uh, video monitoring. Okay. Again, yeah. going back to security. And, uh, but what I did this time, this is the second year I've done this chart is I wrapped that whole dispensary workflow around it. I put it inside a box that said, again, security, physical, digital cybersecurity, because the idea being that Start the conversation with security, right? You're you're right. you're making a cold call to the dispensary. Some people are going to lead with point of sale because that's what they know best. Others are going to lead with a search and analytics, um, and so on. And I'm saying in my column, I'm saying, no. The reason this is in a box, wrapped in a box, is uh, we need to um, start the conversation with security. Does that make sense? You got to start somewhere.
0: Well. <laughs> Well, and it's funny you say that because I think about you, you, you mentioned point of sale and it's like, well, that's already regulated. So you, you take that point of sale and then you drop it into this, the cannabis space. And you're talking about, like, you asked me about Iowa and it's like every single state's got a different nuance or degree of involvement or allowing for this to be a, a successful vertical, whether it's for recreation or medicinal or you name it. And yet if you're not approaching this from a security first mindset, it's here today, gone tomorrow. Yeah. For for at least for that business, right? Like uh, a smash and grab could completely put them out of business. I mean, we call it back in the day we were, you know, we talk about like, you know, it's in all the movies, you know, someone's stash gets stolen. They're still on the hook to pay their supplier, right? Like, and all the money's gone. Supplier may not be so thrilled with that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we've spent time on the physical security piece, and I think everybody understands the smash and grab and some of those other pieces. Um, talk talk more about the, you know, with the security first mindset, what does a conversation like that in, in your mind look like? Because I can easily wrap my head around, okay, we need a secure point of sale. No problem. We need to put cameras in. Uh, maybe we need to put the security guard in the, in the Bronco that's ready to go, which even banks really don't have that anymore. I I mean, we had a situation here in Iowa where a a guy uh, robbed a a bank on a bicycle and he literally was across the street from the police station and rode away on a bike. Well, come to find out that if the dollar amount isn't above a certain figure, they don't even necessarily report it because that's a whole lot more damaging to the bank than it is to just accept the loss. Yeah, yeah. So um, within the world of...
1: Uh, security and 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 you're right. You know we're kind of been talking about ten thousand feet, right? right? Security, got it. Yep. And different types of security, but where I'm, I more I've spent more of my time, and part of it is a a couple vendors in the space is the video surveillance. Okay, and and so we view it at least three ways. Um, number one, it's uh, required. Um, so you have to have cameras, you know, that have line of vision in every, every room where the flowers touched, right? Yep. And that's from the grow all the way down, down through the test labs and manufacturing to the dispensary. Um, so I, I recommend, again, you, you can start, I mean, you can sit there and talk about antivirus, you know, big, big deal, um, of course. But with the video security, you have the surveillance itself uh, for the bad guy. Um, and, and, and so that would be both interior and exterior, exterior video would not really be required by law, you know, because that's not focusing on a plant touching, a uh, room or something that's the customers walking in and out of the dispensary and, you know, you're getting, uh, a video coverage of them and you, you have to store it. Now that's brings us to the second component compliance, um, so it depends on the state, but you have to retain that video uh, 45, 60, 90 days, depending on the state. I think the state of Alaska is 60 days. And so that's, that's the compliance play. And that's really, really important. Like if you have an outage over uh, a couple hours, you, you have to notify uh, in you know, the research, the best state I know is the state of Washington, but you have to know notify the uh, liquor and cannabis control board immediately, right? That, wow. that we,
0: we So so we're talking on the level of like if this was a socks situation for for a publicly traded company if their internet's down I think it's for more than. I forget what the exact number is, but you have like a two hour uh, reporting or, or grace, I forget, I'm, I'm going to say this wrong. I don't remember if it was 45 minutes or two hours, but it was a small number, right? Like that says, yeah. hey, because of your internet disconnect, uh, you have to report to the SEC that this has taken place. So this is really on that level.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's by analogy, I always like to say this is uh, akin to the pharmaceutical industry, right? Heavily regulated. You got to track every pill uh, do pharmacies get ripped off fentanyl patches? They sure do. <laughs> yeah. And, and so they, you know, I, I don't know what their storage requirements are in the farm ph- in the pharmaceutical industry, but you get the point. Yeah. So you, and you have intelligent video vendors, uh, you have straight up, uh, vendors like hike vision. You're familiar with them. Um, but you have deep sentinel and what deep sentinel does is, they use the cameras, but they use AI to make a distinction um, if that's a, uh, in the middle of the night, is that a moose crossing the parking lot or is that a bad guy? And if right. it's a bad guy, um, the call center is notified. They also have two-way sound so they can say, hey, bad guy, go away. <laughs> and um, that's so there's- usually what it takes. Yeah. It, it, there's, there's different paradigms uh, sure. for surveillance um and so that would be uh yeah probably more in the the surveillance area the different methodologies the third area where video kicks in and again in a security conversation is um the shrinkage okay cuz as you can imagine uh, there is employee theft i mean think about it you know it's a highly desirable product um there's always employee shrinkage but in this case it's it's a different animal and, okay. and so you want to have those cameras to be able to, you know, record uh, the activities of the employees and see if they're pocketing some, some weed. <laughs>
0: right. Well, so it's funny you say that. So you, you mentioned the, like the, you know, the, the patches and some of the other stuff from the pharmace- pharmaceutical world, uh, you know, me going to the pharmacy to get whatever medication it might be, this is really along the same lines because we're talking about it's it's an interesting paradigm because I remember, you know, you, you think about like allergy drugs as an example, uh, Allegra D or, or some of these others that used to be prescription drugs, right? The only way you get them was a doctor prescription. I'm on them I'm on, I'm on for my uh, hay fever right. down here in Austin. It, <laughs> and, and and now you can just buy them over the counter at Walmart or wherever. Yeah. This is an example, though, of two worlds colliding at the exact same time, right? You've got the medicinal prescription of, of medical use marijuana, and you have recreational use of marijuana happening in, in parallel in some states at the exact same time. And in other states, you know, it's one or the other, and there's no rhyme or reason to it. But this is a different, this paradigm has caused... What what you're describing this collision that's very rapidly having to get the attention that obviously it deserves that didn't really happen on the pharmacy pharmaceutical side because it started out more regulated out of the gate than we're seeing in this case because obviously this started out as illegal. Yeah. What what you're going to see?
1: Um, so, well, first of all, so we're still defining the paradigm. Yeah. Okay. Of what Canatech is. And, and, and on a personal note, uh, and I think you always want to have a little bit of color in podcasts. You know, I could drone on about ski racing and bike racing. I will not do that. But on a personal <laughs> note, um, where I've always been successful in my career was um, early stage growth opportunities. I'm, I'm, I, I mean, to pat myself on the back, but I'm, I'm good at early stage growth opportunities. i somehow just slot in. I, I, I do really poorly in consolidating mature markets. Like I would argue that uh, SMB, MSP spaces, right? We're getting down to just about five major platforms, okay? Because of all the uh, acquisitions. Sure. And, and I'll, I'll leave that to you and CompTIA members. Hey, have a party, okay? Right. And so I got into Canatech six years ago when small business server was entirely removed from the market. It was 10 years ago. When they announced end of life and then it was completely gone six years ago. So I said, well, time to reinvent myself. You know, here, here, here we go again. And boy, those were early days. So we are still defining the uh, the, the the paradigm of Canada tech, attack, including security. What you're gonna see is obviously there's gonna be mature, there's natural maturity in any market, and and you're starting to see some of it. There's acquisition sure. going on, it's probably gonna happen quicker than we would like or want. Um and, you know, in 10 years, we're going to be as mature as the, uh, you know, Budweiser and Pabst and breweries. Okay, sure. pretty pretty mature workflow. Um, but you're going to see uh, MSPs and, and other service providers become Canatech security specialists. You know, you know what I mean? It's just, it's going to happen that, hey, Mr. So-and-so is Mr. Canatech security. Someone's going to take yeah. that
0: off. Similar, really similarly to PCI or some of the other uh, yeah. regulatory bodies that have come out of the woodwork to do exactly that, but now you got you've got a standard that can be mapped. Yeah, that's going to happen. Um, it's it's not for me. I could only go so deep in
1: security. Um, sure. Um, so, but that person has been born
0: (laughs) well it's it's really yeah exactly and in 10 years they'll be you know of age to do something no i i think what's really interesting about all of the stuff that you're pointing out is to 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 really articulate especially in the managed service space which is still completely unregulated right it's not there is no regulation on msps um today yeah (laughs) yeah today but I think what's interesting when I look at the, the uh, infographic that you shared with me and, you know, you've got all these moving parts and the different pieces that make up a successful dispensary, uh, you know, from the, from the video surveillance needing to be part of the requirement, their point of sale, you know, all the analytics that go into that, you know, distribution And what's interesting is that's really no different than most businesses, right? Maybe there's some pieces that go in and go out. But the reality is, the reality of, of this is that, hey, what does your physical security look like? What does the digital security footprint look like? How are you handling cybersecurity? Because the reality is each one of your clients has a need for this makeup, whether or not it's exactly the same for each of your clients. Probably not. The reality is nobody nobody says that they identify with anything other than a snowflake.
1: <laughs> there you go. Um, so, oh, one other thing. I'm I'm looking at my chart. Uh, you know, I wanted I wanted a better
0: example of digital security. Um, yes, because we've covered physical really really well. I think. Uh, digital. I was I was hoping to get a little bit more, and then we still haven't really talked about cybersecurity from the perspective of what you're dealing with in the cannabis space. Yeah, so I'm going to
1: put uh, the the scanner, uh, a device, um, in the digital security uh, category. So a scanner is not really interacting with um, the bad guy, the hacker uh, in Eastern Europe, right? The scanner it can be handheld, it can be quite quite frankly like your grocery store, okay. Yeah. Chirp, chirp. Yep. Yeah. And I I call that uh, digital security because it um, highly unlikely it has an external connection where we would be talking about cyber. And it's really not the same idea that I'm trying to convey about physical with the, you know, Former University of Washington linebacker, who's now a security guard at a Seattle cannabis dispensary. That's that's right. physical security.
0: Right, right.
1: Sure, <laughs> no question. Um, the scanner is hugely important because you have to track the RFID uh, tracking uh, chip or um, the barcode, and everything is barcoded from all the way from the grow down to the uh, down 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 to the checkout at the point of sale system. I
0: mean they track it at that level and sounds like meat what's, what's that sounds like meat sounds like the meat industry of like you oh, know yeah. tracking you know the 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 side of beef that made it from the butcher to the to the table yeah yeah exactly um and so that's a little bit better example of digital and you know
1: what I what I like Chris about being on these podcasts is we can kind of bounce off each other right sure. i mean i it's it's i'm unscripted uh i i believe you said it off the air you're you'd rather have it unscripted to keep it real
0: <laughs> yeah people want to listen to conversations that are impacting the world that they live in if we were to just be on a script then that means we're regurgitating something we found on the internet
1: yeah yeah exactly and then you know maybe i pose the question to you um how does cybersecurity differ in the uh, in this case the dispensary workflow i mean the only example of any difference because you know cyber security importance don't don't click the link sure. uh, that email It's the same it's the same it's an smb um here you would have uh concerns they they go through these um let
0: me uh well i'll just say the first thing that comes to mind is we've really only touched on the compliance based on the cannabis space maybe at a state level there's so much on the compliance side though when we think about PCI which would be their point of sale uh, we would get into a lot of the PII stuff or even medical depending on what these dispensaries are taking you know if a dispensary is is receiving prescriptions those types of things I mean this is we're now going down a path of it's not just one compliance which again cybersecurity is not the definition of compliance but compliance would be the evidence to support how security is being done so that when i check the box it's not just a box being checked one time it's that every time you come and check on my dispensary there's evidence to support that i'm taking cybersecurity seriously yeah yeah so let me uh try this on for size with cyber
1: so um i'm looking at a chart folks uh and and by the way, uh, hit me up on LinkedIn if you'd like my research. So ha- Harry Brosford, we'll, we'll just keep it simple. Hit me up on LinkedIn.
0: Yeah, if you can't find Harry, you can't spell.
1: <laughs> and and uh, you know, remind me that uh, you you listen to the Comptia podcast, and I'll I'll happily get you all of my research today. But I'm looking at uh, my logo chart, and for example, there is a well-known, respected. Um, point-of-sale solution that's been in the game for some time called Corona. Uh, and, and, and in fact, they're having some internal talks about rebranding. The word Corona is not quite uh, what it used to be.
0: <laughs> no, no, it is with, not. With
1: the love of K, Corona, um, out of Germany, well-respected in all point-of-sale industries, and they focused, uh, one of their niches is cannabis. Okay, Corona is going to collect the data from the scanner in, in the point-of-sale activity. Um, And then it's going to pump the uh, data, the traceability and the tax uh, information up again to the state of Washington, Cannabis and Liquor Control Board. And it's going to use an API. Okay. And this is where cybersecurity kicks in. So the big dog is metric. Um, The former big dog, before they had some outages, was MJ Freeway. Yep, I'm familiar uh, with that. Yeah. And so metric, we'll stick with metric. Um, and actually, state of Washington is not a metric state. But folks, stick with me. Um, so that is the API. That's the middleware. That's the glue that pumps this extremely sensitive data up to the state of Washington. And you, you know, and, and so you, you have to program to use it, right? It's an API. Right. right. So the developers at Corona have to hook it and test it and stay up with the updates and so on. Well, you know, you can make mistakes at this point. That data can be exposed. To your point, there's some privacy issues. Yeah, um, I don't I don't necessarily um, want to have my name and my purchase history somehow get out into the wild, right? I'm, no. a, I'm a senior professional. What I do in my own time is my business.
0: <laughs> right. And, and And no one's ever had that happen to them ever on any other vertical. So yeah, why would we treat it any differently in this one?
1: And, and then maybe one more take on cybersecurity uh, in the cannabis space. Um, we just had uh, two weeks ago, I hosted the Canatech Expo uh, inside a much, much larger, uh, well-established conference called IT Expo. So I was a co-located show as our first one down in Fort Lauderdale, uh, basically mid, mid to late June. And we had a panel discussion uh, that encompassed security. And I said, guys, you know, here's the deal. It's it's a bigger conversation, you think, because we are going to have an Exxon Valdez in this industry. So far, we haven't had the mother of all mess ups, right? And it is going to happen. And it's probably going to happen in the security realm, if I had to guess, right? And that can be um, the, the, the data gets out. We'll just keep it yeah. simple. Yeah, data gets out. And so you know, if you're in this industry, you, you got to forecast that every dog has its day. Every you know, think of how, uh, oh, what was it? The the big ha- solar winds became a household name, and it was right. And it's it's, it's going to happen.
0: Well, you just okay. described a household name. I mean, for those of you that don't know Exxon, that means that you're a lot younger than I thought. But um, it's funny. My dad actually was part of the oil spill cleanup in Exxon Valdez. That's that was. Uh, he he worked for, he worked in in wildlife uh, management for thirty some years so this is so close to home well that's
1: hilarious because my last uh, job back I grew up in Alaska last job before I moved to Seattle and started my formal tech career was nine months on the Exxon Valdez and I, I made some money honey <laughs> yeah yeah, I bet and I, I just this... moved myself down to Seattle without a job. I started my first marketing company rented office space is, is freaking great.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, in, in wrapping this up, as we just went down the rabbit hole of growing up in Alaska um the third one, we we've touched on all of them. Physical, obviously that was a no brainer. Hopefully you're not having to deal with in the managed services space that you have to have a security guard outside of your office, but I'm sure you have clients that do. Second, we talked about the digital. This could include your BCDR strategy and some other pieces that go along with that. And then the third one is the cybersecurity space and the compliance. And obviously there was one specific that is tied to the cannabis industry. But as we all understand, there are so many more pieces of compliance through these other regulatory bodies. Where are you guys at You know, with your businesses as you look to a security first culture, as you look to the whole do the right thing, This is a new perspective, in my opinion. Uh, I appreciate, Harry, you being on the show, talking about physical, digital, and the cybersecurity world that we're all too familiar with. Don't let your clients be a victim. I know this is uh, an area where it may not be avoidable, but maybe you can minimize the impact. Uh, And for those of you that are are listening out there, uh, this has been an episode of MSP 1337. Thanks and have a great week.